It's the first billionaire in the book of Genesis, Joseph. Man, today's success story is an important one in the book of Genesis. His story also functions, you guys, as an explanation for Israelites' residence in Egypt. He was one of the 12 tribes of Israel, a son of Jacob and his wife, Rachel, known as the righteous one, and he was favored by his fathers. But guess what happened? His jealous brothers sell him into slavery in Egypt, where he eventually ends up incarcerated from prince, from prisoner to prince. And the story gets deeper, the story gets thicker. So you definitely want to tune in so that you can find out how Joseph became the billionaire and how you can use his same success secrets to grow your business. My name is Kathy McReynolds. I'm the founder of Bible Business Academy. And what we do is we help you build a business with biblical principles. So if that's you, if you're someone who wants to grow your business and you want God to be that guy for you growing your business, you have found yourself at the right place. Let me know where you're tuning in. Say hello so that we can say hello back to you. I'm going to share. And I'm asking you to do the same thing. Let me know also in the comments, like what type of business are you looking to start or do you have? And why biblical principles? Why would you want to be, I already know the answer to that question, but I want to hear what you have to say and, and what your take is on that. So let us know that as well. We're going to, um, we got a lot to go over tonight. So make sure you grab your pen and pencil, guys, and, and your paper. And also, as I always say, your favorite bre beverage. And we are going to get started. So say hello. Drop in the comments. Let me know where your what type of business you have. What city are you coming to us from today? And we're going to go ahead and get this party started so that we can help you guys. This is, And if you haven't, um, just so you know, we've been doing a series on the millionaires in the book of Genesis. And so now we got two more weeks of this. Today we're doing the billionaire. And then next week we have the first millionaire as Ruth. So make sure you tune in that and you can catch all of the episodes on uh what is that? YouTube on YouTube. You can catch them all on YouTube. So make sure you go back and take a look at that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, share my screen here and we're going to switch it over and we're going to go ahead and get everything started. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Oops, I hit the wrong thing there. Let me, <laughs> okay, let me see if I can make this exit full screen. All right, there we go. Whoo. I tell you all, hold on, let me, um, I'm going to switch that up there, switch me down there, and then we're going to go ahead and get over to our PowerPoint presentation to get started. So welcome, welcome again, y'all. We're talking today about the first billionaire, Joseph, in, in, in our Millionaires in the Book of Genesis series, and we're coming to you from Genesis 37 and 5. It says, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Have you ever had a dream, your business about something and you're so excited about it and you share it with someone and they just like, they're the dream killer, that dream stiller and, and, and that dream downer that, you know, uh, always got something negative to say about something. It happens. And that's why this is an important story for you to know 
as we go over this. He was the first billionaire in the Bible. So Joseph has a very, very important role. And I'm telling you, as I was putting this together and doing the research on it, it was just so eye-opening to a lot of things that I've experienced over the last 25 years of being in business. And I know that you can learn from it as well. See, Joseph, as I said, his success story is very important in the book of Genesis. The story also functions as an explanation for Israel's residence in Egypt. He was one of the 12 tribes of Israel, a son of Jacob and his wife, Rachel, known as the righteous one. He was favored by his father. We saw that in the last story as well. His jealous brother sell him into slavery in Egypt, where he eventually ends up incarcerated after correctly interpreting the dreams of Pharaoh. However, he rises to second in command in Egypt and saves Egypt during a phantom. Jacob's family travels to Egypt to escape the phantom, and it is through him that they are given leave to settle in the land of Goshen, which is in the eastern part of the now uh, desert. So I want you to journey along with us as we share how Joseph went from prisoner to prince and then to billionaire status and how you can learn from his story and start, grow, and scale your own business. And you can do it in any economy or circumstances. God don't care what's happening in the world. He will take care of you. You just got to be there for him. This is what you're also going to discover tonight, y'all. You're going to learn about Joseph's wealthy background, his specific secrets for gaining enormous wealth, why you should keep quiet about what you picture. We're going to talk about that important one, how Joseph's wealth consciousness expanded in, in Egypt and how yours can too. You're also going to pick up the wealth lessons jo Joseph learned from Potiphar. That was huge. Like, that's why it's so important to have mentors, people to help you to be able to grow your business. And Potiphar was a big, a big uh, mentor and example and a coach for Joseph. You're going to uh, also uh, take in the wealth power of injustice, the prospering power of discipline and two secrets of getting results through uh, picturing. We got to talk about life as a billionaire, right? Anybody else? You know, I definitely had that goal to, to reach that billionaire status and just listening and reading and learning about how Joseph did it and how God just took him through that journey. Man, it just lets you know it is totally possible for anyone who believe we're all we're going to talk about the prospering prowess of forgiveness lavish abundance during the seven years of plenty the riches that a famine a famine brought and the prosperous power of giving and of giving thanks miraculous abundance the greatest wealth secret of all is revealed tonight and we got it out of the book of Genesis and then Joseph's billionaire meditation that you can use. So make sure you stick around to the end so that you can hear that. And also, y'all, failure is not an option when you're creating wealth. As long as you got God in it with your faith, focus, and our father. That's what we say, faith, focus, and our father. As long as he's in the mix, you can make this happen for yourself. No matter where you're at, whether you're just getting started, you've been around a long time, it doesn't matter. You 
as you listen to this story, you're going to be like, man, I could do this. I want you to get excited about it. So make sure you stick around to the end also, guys, because what we could like, if you are looking to start or grow a business online, that's our sweet spot and where we can help you do that. Uh, so stick around to the end and we're going to talk to you about that. And then we want to be able to send a free gift out to your door, uh, right to your front door with some training and all of that other great stuff so that you can create here on earth more fun, more freedom, and more fulfillment as you grow in your faith and finances. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say, hey, what's going on? My name is Kathy McReynolds. I am from Akron, Ohio. I always joke and say I grew up shy, shelter, and in church basically six days a week, which is a um, pretty much almost like right there. My mom was a minister, dad, a football coach. I left home at 19, moved to the DC area, Baltimore, Boston, and Pittsburgh are some of the areas that I lived in. Do we have anyone from any of those areas? Drop in the comments and let me know where you are from. Introvert who loves to win, like it's not, we, and, and I was listening to, as I was doing this, I also did some study on some other billionaires. And, and as they said, it is not about the money. It's about the game. When you get in the game and you make things happen, that's where the thrill comes in at. Um, also a licensed financial advisor. Man, I made six figures, lost fix, six figures, been at this for over 25 years. And it's only one time during that entire season that I actually worked for someone in, the, in 2008 for about a year and a couple months. And I knew I wasn't walking in and what God put me here to do. So I left that and haven't looked back since. You all can pick up our book called Bible Business Secret. You can get that on Amazon or if you go to biblebusinessacademy.com forward slash book, we will send you a free copy of that. You can also pick up our four-in-one planner uh, um, on Amazon as well. It's called Believe and Grow Rich or go to believeandgrowrich.org and uh, we give you some additional options and a 25% uh, discount. Before I dive into everything that we have going on tonight, you have two ways that we can help you can become a part of our membership program. So to learn more about that, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash membership, or you can join one of our academies where we either do group or one-on-one -on -one where we will help you build your business either online or offline. And you can find more information about that at BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash academy. So let's go ahead and dive in to our broadcast tonight where Joseph became the Bible's first billionaire, y'all. This is big. I said B, billionaire with a B. The name Joseph means whom Jehovah will add to. Like whom Jehovah will add to. Like that's Think about that. You, you all know if you're following me and you, you're, you're taking this in, the names mean something. So when he was born, he was given the name Joseph, who Jehovah, who God will add to. He has been described as the man whose dreams came true. What, like who else would want that to be known as the man who dream, or the lady whose dreams came true? He went from the pit to the palace, from rags to riches. He was totally unspoiled by immense wealth when it finally came to him. You know how some people lose their head and you don't recognize them when they get all this wealth? It did like 
he didn't change. And you're going to find out later once he got it, how he acted and how he became. Uh, it's just amazing story. I like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about this as you learn it. And he has been described as a cultured man. He was one of the most glamorous people of ancient times. And Joseph led that jet set life, uh, you know, in the Old Testament. He would have been um, a guru of today, he, he, you know, or, or someone that you're following. Let me tell you, he would have went viral had it been back then. And so what you want to do is you want to develop a billionaire conscious the way that the word teaches you to do it. You got the world way and you got the word way. And we're showing you how to do it the word way. And so when you look at the previous described men of Genesis who became millionaires that I've been talking to you about um, since the first of the year, Joseph became the billionaire as second in command of the wealthiest civilization of ancient times in Egypt, as we say, overnight. And although that overnight success, it took him 20 years preparing for it. So if you're frustrated, if you're out there and you're like, it's not happening fast enough, look at Joseph. It took him 20 years to get to where he is. And you, you know, last week when we talked about Jacob, it took him about 14 years to get to where he wanted it to be. So your time is your time. Don't let anybody just like stay excited long enough in order for you to make your dreams come true and just keep going. Because if God gave you that promise, he's going to, to he's going to make that happen for you. You just got to stay excited long enough to make that happen in the process. See, this is the important part in the process of becoming, of getting and doing what you want to do in the process of developing that billionaire conscious, he developed a charm. He had, he was glamour. He had style. He had looks, he had culture and he had refinement. So don't let anything ever make you, you make the thing you make, you become who you were born to become through everything that you go through. That is so important. See, Joseph learned to dress, entertain, and how to treat people properly. He was a man of finesse. And all of these qualities are important as you develop a well-balanced prosperity consciousness. So let me know in the comments just from that, what was your biggest takeaway to like, is it worth the journey? And of course, guys, I can't see your comments right now, but I will go back at the end and make sure that we answer those. Or if you're catching this during the replay, we will also do the same thing. Let's talk about, you know, I, when I was telling you guys that I also looked at some billionaires of today, I thought it was important to like take the perspective of what Joseph did and what was happening today. So in 1916, John D. Rockefeller, Feller, the father of the petroleum industry, became the world's first billionaire of today's time, you know, after death. Over a century later, in 2021, there were 724 American billionaires and a total of 2,755 billionaires worldwide. And that was according to Forbes. So, so that, was that was just last year in 2021. And that number, in fact, may be low because the wealth ex-billionaire citizens estimate there are 927 American billionaires in 2020. I don't know what everything that went on. Maybe some people lost their status there, but guess what, guys? 
it's okay, right? And also for many growing personal wealth is not the goal. I talked about that at the beginning. That is not the goal, but the byproduct of the business activity. It's like the activity, the day-to-day -day of creating, taking an idea and, and turning that into something. That's what the goal is. Money for most, money for most, especially billionaires, especially for people who desire to leave a mark on this earth, money is never a big motivation except as a way to keep score. You got to keep score. So that's the only thing, reason why they use it. The real excitement is playing the game. You got to be in the game. I was talking to our team today. And I was talking about, you know, it, it's a, it's about the love of the game. You got to fall in love with what you do, why you're doing it, and then give it all you got. Show up every single day, ready to win, playing the game like it's the last game you'll ever play. See, the turning point from severe poverty to acquiring billions comes in the way you think, your attitude, your excitement, and all of that in your life. If you look in modern times, one of the world's leading billionaires recently confessed that that came for him when he brought his first tailored suit and began to associate with millionaires. So who would have thought, right? You buy a suit, it makes you feel good. You hang around different people and your company begins to change and you're like, you feel like, okay, I can do this. So it's important the company that you keep. It's important the people that you're around. It's important how you look because how you look, how you feel, what you do, who you're around, it, it will shape you. So that's a lesson. Like don't miss that lesson right there from the beginning. See, they get into a prosperous mental atmosphere of other successful people and learn from how, from them, how to dress, how to entertain, how to treat people socially. They develop this flair and style that leads them to acquiring millions, right? It's not by accident. You just don't trip your way into a million. They marry the most famous and glamorous women or men of modern times. They put their best foot forward in all they do. I always say how you do anything is how you do everything. So in whatever they do, they always strive to be the best at it. This is still a success secret fit for a future millionaire, fit for a future billionaire, fit for anybody who wants to create success. It starts with you today. So let's take a look at Joseph's wealth background. Here's how it all started. By going to Egypt, Joseph developed a wealth consciousness in a way he, had, he never could have had he remained in the land of Canaan. See, some of you are still around the same broke people, the same complaining people, the same negative and negative people, and you wonder why your business can't take off and what you're doing. Sometimes you just got to separate yourself from what you've been around and put yourself around people who are moving in the same direction that you're moving so that it, it rubs off on you. Negative will rub off on negative, positive will rub off on positive, or you can get out of it, but you're going to have to fight extra hard just to change how you, your, your energy, that energy is so, so important. In Egypt, he was exposed to immense wealth and all that goes with it. And a little wonder later, he declared, ye may have meant it. 
See, this is what he told his brothers, like, and this is how he felt. And this is how you might feel about something that somebody had did to you. He said, you may have meant it uh, for evil, but God turned it into good. See, they sold him and they may have meant it for evil, but God turned it into something good. That's in Genesis 50 and 20. So you, like maybe somebody did you wrong. Maybe something didn't go right. Someone took advantage of you. Someone didn't treat you right. They they may have meant it for a bad, but but an evil and all of that. But guess what? God got a plan for you. He has a reason for you as you go. He don't cause this stuff, but guess what? He knows everything that's going to happen. And he knows that the, the you that he created and he knew before you was in your mother's room, that's going to come out the other side of that, that tragedy or whatever, or that bad experience or that negative thing. He knows that that person that's coming out on the other end is a, a top notch, will do everything that he saw them to do. So I want you to stay excited and or get excited to know you may feel like you've been thrown in the pits, but guess what? Better is coming for you. See, his good manners and education prepared him to rise quickly to a high position in Egypt. And all of the sons of Jacob had been well brought up and trained by their father, Jacob, and their grandfather, Isaac. Even as children, they had often feasted with the king, kings and princes. So like just from there, right there, y'all, whether you're building your business with your family or your friends or your associates, however you do and you're raising children, as you're doing that, like you have to think about everything that you do. I like, I feel so grateful for the parents that I had coming up. They just instilled so much into us and they taught us how to treat people, how to care for people, how to love on people. And my dad, you know, one of the reasons I'm in the entrepreneurship journey when I was like 20 and leaving home, I remember him standing like we were standing on the porch. Everybody was there and we were getting ready to go. And he had little tears coming down. He was like, baby, I want you to go out in this world and figure out a way to work for yourself. He said, I've worked for a company for 40 years. I don't want you to go that route. You either get into politics. I was like, uh -uh, not, my, not, not me, or you run your own business. He said, don't ever give your life to any company for 40 years. Figure out what you, who you want to be, what you want to do, and go do it. And he said, and if you fail, it's okay. If you, you have stumbles, it's okay. You got a home that you could always come back to. So I want you to go out and take risks. I want you to have different things. And that's what we did. And it was because at a very young age, that seed was planted in my head. What seed was planted in your head? Who has who has been pouring into you, telling you all the greatness of what you can do and what you can become? Let me know in the comments, y'all, who, who is inspiring you to become all that you were born to be? See, the Egyptians were amazed because they had not expected this death desert man to know anything about good manners. It don't matter whether you grew up in the hood or the suburbs in a trailer park or you you had a great home. It, it don't matter. Where you started at does not matter is where you're going to end up, what you're going to do in the end. 
all of that matters. And Joseph used these seven basic wealth principles that he employed early in the Millionaires of Genesis. So I want you guys to make sure that you write these down and then we're going to dive into them and we're going to show you how you could implement them in your business. He used the prospering power of release. He used non-resistance. Man, when we get to that non-resistance, it's huge. Forgiveness. And we've already talked about some of these. If you've been following us through that series, um, he used affirmations, picturing, recognition of God as the source of his supply. That's the whole key thing. Because I'm telling you, when you get when you get out of thinking men or things or 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 resources come from any anybody else but God, it will keep your mind in the right place. And he also believed in tithing. So those were his seven that Joseph used that we're going to describe that to you. And you can see some of those in the other millionaire section. So if you haven't seen them, make sure you head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Kathy McReynolds Bible Business Academy, and hit that notification button so that we that you can always know when we're going live and catch up. Highly suggest that. And perhaps, y'all, perhaps these are the reasons he became a billionaire, not just a mere millionaire. So in your gradual growth, out of a long-term poverty into a more abundant way of life, employ all of these things that we're going to talk about, all of these wealth methods, just like Joseph did, and use them faithfully until you hit that number. And then once you hit it, I'm going to share with you what Joseph did, and you should follow his example as well. Let me know what you're getting out of that so far and how that is impacting you. Joseph, you know, doubter, like, I, I want you to think about this. Doubters don't practice these dynamic techniques that we're, ta we're talking about. Doubters don't do what they need to do on a consistent base to win. They start something and they don't finish it. You have to be a finisher. You're not, you're in it to win it. You're not in it to just like dip your toe in it. And that's the key thing. People who start businesses and they get so frustrated when it ain't going the way they want it to go, then they quit. You can't quit because it's not like you just got to learn that as we go through this. Joseph did so and he got remarkable results. He like his story. It was just like, I am so glad that I took the time to prepare this. So y'all, you know. Thank you for joining me in all of my research there. Joseph did so and he got remarkable results. Be encouraged and deliberate. He was deliberate. You got to be deliberate about what you want. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do it. And, you know, if you're following, this is why I love this planner that we have, because you get deliberate days. You It's time blocked out as to exactly what you need to do in the sunrise, the morning, the afternoon and the evening and what your intentions are, that's deliberate. You are deliberate about what you need to do in order to make the, your wealth and create the life and the business that you desire. So make sure you go to uh, believeandgrowrich.org to pick that up. That is a must, must have. So I'm now we're going to dive into some specific secrets for gaining enormous wealth. Here's what Joseph's specific secrets were and 
you can use them still to this day. That's what I love about the word. It never changes. And the principles that are in there, they are still valid today. A hundred years from now, they're still going to be valid. See, Joseph, number one, he named and Joseph's name had prosperity significance. We already said, told you it meant whom Jehovah will add to. And Joseph symbolized the ability to increase his wealth through deliberate, constructive use of one's imagining power. And that simply in layman's turn is he, he thought about what he wants. All the ideas that came to him, he deliberately sit, sat down, put it all down on paper, put thought into it. And then he put a plan in place and he went out and made it happen. And Joseph became a master of wealth and manifested in it as a vast wealth through the repeated use of one specific prosperity principle called the picturing of the mind. And here is Joseph's prosperity secret that you can adapt today. Number one, y'all ready for this? Get your pens out. Let me know if you're ready for this, right? Then give me a thumbs up. Give me a hearts and say, yes, we're ready. Through the deliberate practice of, 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 if I can talk here, through the deliberate practice of appreciating, appreciating the vast wealth he saw all around him in affluent Egypt. So last week I talked about having a dream day when you go out and you you're around or a dream week or a dream like dream couple hours where you put yourself around the stuff and the things there's nothing wrong with having things and doing things and being around people but you got to surround yourself around people who you want to become like go put yourself around that and so because he was thrown in prison and where he was, he was around that. So he watched, he paid attention. He, you know, as my dad used to say, you, you know, you, you got two ears for a reason. And he said, watch people, see what they do. Know the ones you want to be like and know the ones that you don't. That's what Joseph did. And number two, through picturing vast wealth for himself, himself Joseph became a billionaire. He saw it. He was like, Oh, that, and I'm paraphrasing this, right? Oh, well, they, they're just like me. And once you get around people who've accumulated a lot, you realize they're no different than you are. The only difference is somebody poured into them. Then they became deliberate and made a decision to change their life, surrounded themselves and they put in the work and God bless that. He will all like, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And he blessed that for them. So you got to become faith financially focused in order to make that happen. And let me say that again. You got to become faith financially focused, faith financially focused to make that happen. So here are some of the ways that you can do that. You can make a wealth map each year and place on them the financial income you desire, just like, you know, your vision board, have those up around you. Like Abram, 
Abraham, the first millionaire, he learned to manifest visible wealth out of invisible substance and symbolized by the bare land of Canaan. Again, you can go back and, uh, and, and watch that. Then like Joseph, the first billionaire, you go that next step, right? There's always another level that you can get to and learn to manifest invisible substance as lavish visible wealth right so you can have invisible you can have just wealth or then you can have lavish wealth so that's that billionaire status that you're looking at going to egypt where he's surrounded by extravagant wealth like he was just surrounded by everything around him was good and he wanted that for himself and that's what you got to do now maybe you can't do it, you know, in a physical sense, but you can go and you can uh, look online, you can go get magazines and you can put everything up around you into the lifestyle and who you want to become. And you got to breathe it in, take it in every single day. Like whatever you do, it has to be focused on that. And when you do that, just like Joseph, it helped him to picture himself being in that position and he mentally, so you got to mentally accept it. You know, when you make that mental decision to change, I always tell the story when I did it the backwards way and I made that mental decision to quit after being in business for 13 years and ended up working for someone. And then it took me about a good four to six months to like wake up out of that nightmare and like, no. And I made that mental decision at that point that I was not born to work for someone. I was born to create and to help and, and create jobs and help people and do all of that. So I don't know what it is for you, but whatever it is, you got to mentally decide. It's no different that if you mentally decided that you were going to marry someone or you were going to divorce someone, or you were going to go to this school or move to this town. I guarantee you, if I ask you guys to drop in the comments, a mental decision that you you drew a line in the sand and you said, here's what I'm going to do. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to make it happen. Nobody's going to persuade me any other way. That's the same way you have to be about business. That's how Joseph was. He didn't care what it was, what it took. He knew that God had him and he was going to get what he was promised. See, lavish wealth is part of a well-balanced wealth consciousness. If you want to have a wealth consciousness, consciousness, it has to be lavish. You know, I love when Jesse Duplantis always say, when people are like, well, you know, I don't need all of these nice things. I don't need the cars, the house and all of that stuff. You may not, but I love the way he puts it. So when you get to heaven and you got streets of gold, you're going to be like, you know, hey, God, I don't need that. Uh, you know, you can go ahead and send me back or send me over to hell because this is too much. It, or, or when you talk about, like he said, in my father's house, there are many what? Small houses? The, no. He said there are many mansions. And when you think of mansions, the one word that comes to mind is big. So you got to start dreaming big. You like get that big vision inside of you. And when you dream big, think big, you get big. Is that making sense? Drop hashtag dream big in like God-sized dreams. Drop that in the comments for me, whether you're watching and doing the live or the replay. Another way that you can be 
faith financially focused? I want you to remember that. Ask yourself, am I faith financially focused? Because this is what we're talking about. You can be financially focused. You can be focused on getting things, but are you faith financially focused? And this is how Joseph symbolized that imagination that powerful mental faculty that forms ideas first in the invisible substance in the universe. And all that means is you have a thought. You have a thought. Like I keep my, my phone with me. So every time I have a thought about something, I'll text it to myself or I'll write it down. I keep a, a, a pen and a paper, a, a pen and a paper, a notepad in my purse. I'll, you know, so always keep that by your bedside. Whenever you have that idea, I'm sure y'all all had those ideas. Write them down, tax them to yourself. Do that so you can always remember it. That's what we're talking about when we say that they it was an invisible substance. It wasn't real, but it was an idea. That's what an invisible substance is. See, the picturing power, faith of the mind is one of the oldest devices known to man for getting what they want. God says, ask me for anything that you want and believe the moment that you ask that you will receive it. You don't have it, but you got to believe and you got to see it in order to get excited about it and say, yes. See, Joseph Prove this over and over and over again. And we will show you later in this presentation the experiences that Joseph went through before he gained vast wealth. So you got to go through something to get to something. And all of this was symbolized by one thing discipline. You got to be disciplined, you got to be focused. They asked uh, Warren Buffett. Um, who else was that? All the top, all the top richest people in the world. What was the one thing that got them to where they wanted to be? Focus. So it takes focus and it takes discipline to get here in order to gain this vast wealth and to maintain it. You don't want to get it and lose it. Trust me, I've been at that stage where you get something, you lose something, you get something, you lose something. You got to maintain it. And here's why. Once you make that decision, once you decide, once you draw that line in the sand and you're going for it and nothing is going to uh, stop you and you're not going to waver in your commitment, guess what? You must keep quiet about what you're picturing. Don't like... Because the moment you go tell your family, your friends, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, unless they're on the same plane as you are and they're going in that same direction as you are and they're focused as you are, because what they're going to say, you, who do you, just like Joseph's brothers did. So you're saying that we got to bow down to you. You're saying that this is what's going to happen. Like, who do you think you are? We are from the same parents. God didn't give that vision to them. Don't let dream stealers, dream killers, people who are negative, take away what you have in you. So guess what? Keep it to yourself. Get mentors, coaches like what we do, who can help you and you can freely, 
feel free to talk about that. We used to say we're around our people. It is nothing like being around people who are excited about life, excited about business, and you can go along that journey with them. See, in the land of Canaan, Joseph had been trained to be the chief of the tribe and successor to his father. In such an era, he wore a coat of many colors. And this special attention from his father caused jealousy among Joseph's brothers. So when you begin to create wealth, don't be surprised if people get jealous. Don't be surprised if people start talking about you. And don't let that, don't let it shape who you are and what you do. If so, do not be surprised by it when it happens to you, but you got to protect yourself, y'all. You got to protect yourself, not just one time, but every single day and often because the devil is running around trying to destroy you. He doesn't want you to create that success. So he is the author of confusion. If that's happening in your life, just be like, yo, get behind me, Satan. You ain't got nothing going on here. You will not destroy my dream. I will become who God wants me to become. And eventually, y'all, you'll be gone away from your life. You can say this. Here's a, here's a quick affirmation. Love envieth not. Biblical principles on wealth have set me free to create wealth. Like love envy not. If somebody loves you, they wouldn't envy you. And principles on wealth will set you free to create wealth. And that's biblical principles will keep you free and it will allow you to do that. And that's why it's so important to just put that into what you're doing. See, Joseph dreamt of dominion when he seemed to have none and you should also. See, he had nothing, but guess what? He dreamt about having something Thing. And that's that rags to riches story that we're constantly hearing about. And you're sitting and you're reading and you're listening. And you're like, well, how did it happen to them? It all started with that substance of that idea of that thought. And then that relentless focus and that faith, that faith focused desire to become all God created you to become. So remember, keep quiet about those dreams. Joseph was clairvoyant. He had some prophetic dreams, but he made a big mistake. And you can learn from his mistake of innocently. He didn't intentionally, it wasn't done with malice. He innocently telling his dreams to his jealous brother. His, father's, his father even rebuked him and his brethren envied him. And that was Genesis 37, 10 and 11. His brothers retaliated when he told them his dream by selling him into Egyptian slavery. Now you may not get sold into slavery, but somehow, some way, somebody is trying to sabotage your name, your business, your ideas, your thoughts, but don't let them get away with it because God gave you that vision for his purpose. Remember that Joseph's dream was a prophecy of the great events that were to happen to him later. Nobody knew about it then, but that's what was coming up. His dreams were also a prophecy of his attainment of, of a superior consciousness of universal wealth. When he developed that consciousness, 
he would become, as they say, an overnight billionaire, but it took him 20 years. So I don't know how long you've been on your journey. You may just be started. You may be in it over 20 years and still have not arrived. But as Art Williams said, you got to stay excited long enough until it happens. That means every day, don't ever let anybody steal your joy. Stay excited in what you're doing. His billionaire conscience was to save them and the entire ancient world from starvation. See, it was so much bigger than him. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about what his brothers did. To that billionaire conscience, his brothers were destined to come and ask him for help. So I don't know who's destined to look back at you, that you can help, that you can change your life, but just keep going. And this is how Joseph's prosperity consciousness expanded in Egypt. So whatever town you're in, whatever state you're in, and whatever city you're in, yours can expand too. Are you ready for this? All right. So ironically, y'all, Joseph Prosperity Conscience began expanding when his brother sold him to some Arab uh, trade uh, Arab trades who were in, on their way to Egypt. He was purchased for 20 shekels of silver between 12 and 15 dollars. Sound crazy, right? It also seems ironic that his value went from 15 dollars to that of a billionaire. So you may have nothing in your pocket. You may be brokered in a joke right now with absolutely nothing. That don't mean nothing. That ain't your, that ain't your future. That's just where you started. Now you're going to get to tell where you're going to. After he was immersed, after he put himself around an environment, well, he didn't put himself around, but after he found himself in an environment that was of lavish abundance and pictured it for himself. So even if you might be thinking, well, Kathy, I'm not around that type of environment. Well, it don't matter where you're at. Only thing that matters is what you do in here, what you think in your head and what goes into your heart. That is the only thing that matters. You can be around good stuff, bad stuff, but guess what? With the internet, you can get on your phone, make it part of your daily ritual to go look at lavish stuff on your phone. You can drive around your neighborhood and go look at lavish stuff. You can go test drive your cars. You can go to open houses. There's so many things that you do that won't that will cost you very little, like Starbucks kind of money that you spend on Starbucks, that you can do that to get your mind to where you needed to be and so that you can become who you need to be. See, in Egypt, Joseph began expanding his wealth consciousness in an outer way. It has to come in the inner way and then an outer way. Joseph had came from a barren hill country of Canada across the sandy desert to the lush green lands of the Nile de Delta, then into teeming uh, city of terrorists, also known as Zone. See, Zone was a wealthy dwelling place of the kings and the prince of Egypt. In your town, what's the wealthy place? Go, go drive into that community and see what's happening around there. All it requires is a tank of, a tank of gas, right? You ain't got a car, go, go, go take an Uber ride or get a friend who's on that journey or, as well and get or go borrow somebody. I don't care what you got to do. Just put yourself around stuff that's going to get you fired up and excited, and it's going to change the way that you think. See, one in which all that man had pictured in the invisible realm of substance can become 
tangible. That means you can touch it, feel it, see it. You bring it from an idea to reality. That's the exciting part about business. It's just that going from an idea to reality and you know that you did that thing. And that's what I want you to hold on to because this is what happened to Joseph. See, there in that prosperous trading center of Tyrus, Joseph saw for the first time ever conceivable kind of merchandise. He saw he saw bolts of cloth, bundles of spices, basket of luscious fruit, beautiful objects of copper and gold. Have you ever looked at a picture or you've been on a vacation or you travel someplace and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know this existed. Like I've never seen something so beautiful before. This is why you got to get yourself out of there. He was exposed because once your mind is exposed to something greater than you, it never shrinks back to that. You were put in front of that for a reason. And also the people looked and dressed differently in Egypt. These men were clean shaven, not bearded were the man, as the man in Canaan, and they wore cloth and linen apparel uh, rather than skins. So they dressed different. They talked different. They act different. They were the most prosperous men. They wore the neck bands of the color metal bees, and they also wore robes and two wheel. They had horse-drawn you know, um, the, the chariots and stuff back then. It was beyond his wildest dream. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to go on your dream day. Go look at something that is beyond your wildest dream. Like you just get goosebumps. You get like, oh my God, I can't believe people actually live like that. And then you can just mentally say, God, this is what I want. This is, you said, if I asked you for anything, you would give it to me. And I, I guarantee you, I've seen it happen in so many different areas of my life it can happen for you as well. And as previously mentioned, y'all, you must, see, you got to start becoming aware of wealth. You got to start noticing the difference, right? It doesn't make you better. As my dad used to always say, you ain't better than nobody and there ain't nobody better than you. All you got to do, but you can have whatever you want to have. You just got to show up before they show up, go leave after they leave and outwork them. If you just take that little philosophy from my earthly father and the, the bigger philosophy from my heavenly father, I'm telling you, it will change your life even lavish wealth in outer way in order to demonstrate it in your life. You got, we, Bob Saffer used to say, you got to see it before you seize it. So you got to see it and it, it doesn't have to be yours. You don't have to own it, but you need to see the things that you want. That's why you need those vision boards up. That's why you need that will of wealth or whatever you want to call it. Or as I have them, you, you, need, you can have them on your phone, wherever you want to have them. It needs to be up. You need to look at it all the time. And we're going to get into that in a second. This, let me slow down and say this. This is one of the most valuable lessons that you must learn. And people overlook that dream board, that vision board, they don't think about it. They think it's just hokey pokey and all of that stuff. No, it's going from your subconscious mind to from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind. We have this little reticular activator in the back of our head and the more, and then you got 
the helper, the Holy Spirit in you, it will, once you start knowing, like, he like, God, you put me in here to help them, but they ain't telling me what they want. So I can't get them nothing if I don't know what they want. So you have to position yourself to, to, to know what you want, to know what you desire. And you, you, whatever is around you and you're desiring that, it ain't big enough. Go dream bigger. Don't have small dreams. See, this one decision will lead you out of your current situation into a wealthier way of life. Learn to be blessed and appreciate the wealth of God and the success of other people. Your daddy, your father, is he has enormous amount of money. He Like he owns it. it. There is no end to the wealth that he has and he wants to give it to us. He wants us to have a prosperous life here on earth as it is in heaven. Do you understand that? I didn't always understand that y'all, but once you get it, you get it and you go for it and you do it and you make it happen and be determined to accept nothing but the best for your life. Uh, if with everything that you do, be determined that you deserve it and you should have nothing but the best in your life. And also, I want you to know that the prosperity lesson that Joseph learned from Potiphar, you can start using utilizing that in your life as well. See, here's what happened. In Egypt, when Joseph was sold to Potiphar, Potiphar was a handsome, well-dressed, clean-shaved man who was a very important uh, captain of Pharaoh's guard. And as a man of such, such importance, he was wealthy. So I don't know if you're still working for a company and you got somebody in that company who is at the top in leadership and they're doing well, while you're there in that season, learn from them. Or, or you, you are in a position where you want to get training and you want to be around someone and you want to learn from someone. Who, who has what you want or going to where you want to be, that's where you join trainees. And that's what we want you to do. We want you to get in our training. Or if, if it's not us, find somebody who can help you get to where you need to be. But make sure, because I know if you're listening to this, that God is their number one source. And they don't just say it, they talk it, they live it. And it's all about that. See, Joseph was driven away from the marketplace as a slave. Like, so maybe you got pushed out of your job. Maybe you got pushed out of your business. Maybe something happened. But in one of those magnificent chariots to his new home, the elegant estate of his new master as the overseer of Potiphar House and Estate, he became immersed in literal wealth and the picturing power of the mind was absorbing every bit of it. So when things are going, like maybe, you know, I tell the story of uh, one of my businesses I had was a daycare center and I got a text like that literally said, we just sold the business. You have 30 days to get out of it. And we're talking like anywhere from, you know, 15, 30,000, just boom, gone, just like that. Right. Or you look at, you look at the, the pandemic that happened same thing happened. We had another business started, boom, gone, just like that. It doesn't matter 
what you now then need to do if you went through that or you're going through that. Get, get, get decisive about what you want. Start looking at things. Train your mind to think different. We call it repetition. That's one of the things that Napoleon Hill's taught in his six steps to goal setting. And number six is repetition where most people never use that. Therefore, they never get what they want. And that means going over what you want and desire every single day. This is why God says meditate on his word day and night so that it can get in you. That's the same thing you want to do with your dreams. Whatever you want, your goals, you want to meditate on them day and night so that they can get into you. You want to see them. You want to picture them. You want to be in it before you physically have it. See, Joseph learned how to do this because of what he was doing. He also learned how to handle prosperity in an orderly way. It's important to handle wealth in an orderly way. It's important to handle any money in an orderly way. And those are the things that you want to do uh, with wisdom and good judgment as an overseer of Potiphar's estate. I've been a financial advisor for th almost 30 years now, and I haven't always handled wealth the right way and money the right way. I helped other people to do it the right way, but I haven't already, always done it the right way. And so these are some of the lessons. And I'm going to show you, um, like, within this book here. And this is so, like, all of the stuff that we didn't do and we should have did, we put this in here so we can help you shorten your learning curve. And it has a personal monthly stewardship. And it also has a business monthly stewardship. And then you're going to put your goals and stuff. So everything is right in front of you, right in here in one place and everything that you need. And as I'm saying that on the next version, we need some blank pages where you can just Take your pictures of everything you want. Is this making sense, y'all? Y'all getting something out of this? Let me know in the comments what you're getting out of it. Remember, I can't see them now, but I will go back and, and take a look at them. See, he was learning how properly to handle literal wealth. In Genesis 39 and 2, it said, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a prosperous man. The Lord was with him. So the Lord needs to be with you in order for you to create wealth. He is the only one who gives you that ability to do that. So don't ever forget that. And like Joseph, you will probably find the most difficult experiences you've ever met in your life. These are the ones that will cause you to become more disciplined the next time. I just showed you an example of that, right? It will cause you to, to, to be disciplined. It will discipline you and it will prove the most valuable in the development of your character and your wealth conscious. See, either you're going to get broke or you're going to have a breakthrough. That's what you have to look at when you're looking at all of this. See, the prospering power of injustice is what we called it. At the height of Joseph's success as the overseer of Potiphar's estate, injustice struck him yet again, right? So you never know when injustice is going to come. Don't waddle in it, win in it, all right? Don't waddle in it, win in it. 
He was wrongly accused by Potiphar's wife and sent to prison. If you don't know the story, she saw this man. She was like, yo, you look good. And she tried to grab him and have sex with him. And he ran out and he hesitated. Like when you read the scripture on it, he literally hesitated. So he thought about it. So I'm not saying that you ain't going to think about doing something wrong. But once he thought about it, he hesitated. He made that right decision. You can't change a thought that comes in your head, but you can change your outcome and what's going to happen in your attitude and your, your everything that comes after that. This apparent injustice was a test of Joseph's expanding wealth consciousness. You, I mean, for a piece of, you know what? He could have lost all of this. It ain't worth it. None of that is worth it. Once you know that in your decisions and your deciding, you know, do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Instead of fighting this apparent um, injustice and becoming uh, bitter by it, Joseph took control of it in his thinking by becoming a master of his prison experience. So whatever you do, you want to become the best at it. And, you know, I was sharing this with a, somebody that we were, I, I forget, like in, it's, in the times, in every business or in everything that we've done, we've always managed to hit that number one or that top 10 spot because everything you, how you do anything is how you do everything. So you want to give it your all, whatever experience you're at, make sure that you're the best at it. This all builds on top of everything that you need to do. He knew that mastering whatever situation he found himself in, he would learn from it. And that's what you want to do. Then be freed from it in due time. He knew it was only a season. He knew it would only last a short period of time. This is how what you need to do. It said the keeper of the prison, like Joseph, and committed all the prisoners to his care so that even in prison he was prospering. That which he did, Jehovah made it to prosper. Genesis 39 and 23. So you can take that as your affirmation, whatever you're going through, Genesis 39, 23, that which put your, that which Karen did, Jehovah made it to prosper. That which Bob did, Jehovah made it to prosper. So whatever you're going through, use that as your faith formation, your scripture for making things happen. See, the power of injustice will drag you down if you let it. You don't have to let it. Are you guys getting this? Is this making sense? Let me know in the comments if you had an aha moment and now you're looking at the stuff that you've been through in a different kind of way. See, Joseph could have had compromise with Potiphar's wife, who was in a powerful position to help or hurt him, right? But he intuitively knew that his moral compass was not necessary. It never is. Like, you, you got to think morally, are you doing the right thing? And if you have it, like, listen, we've all been there. Well, a lot of us have been there, right? I'll speak for myself, guilty as charged. But however, the moment that you make that decision to walk in the way of God, 
to do things the way he said do it, all of that is now behind you. You get to move forward in the right way. He became far wealthier in his own right than Potiphar's wife could have ever helped him to become. And so what you can learn from that is that you don't need another man or a woman, their riches or their wealth or what it looks like they're going to have. You don't have to compromise yourself. You don't have to lower your standards. You don't have to become anybody else to get what is already yours because God said so, right? When Joseph did not fight for what had been taken from him, he was given far more later because he developed a prosperity consciousness. Y'all see how this works? When you go through stuff, get your mind right so you can get your money right. Don't let people steal your joy. Don't let people take away from you. And, and nothing, nobody could take this from him. And here's one of the billionaire secrets that you can learn from Joseph. Instead of fretting about what can be taken from you or what you lost, you should work on developing a prosperity consciousness that can't nobody take from you because that's your mindset. That's how you think. That's how you act. That's your moral compass on what you do. Can't nobody take that from you. And when you meditate on God's word day and night, get in those Proverbs, book of Ecclesiastic, reading them every single day, I promise you it'll change your life. And I know I keep sharing, sharing this to you guys, but I promise you it'll change your life. Guess what? Every single day you can get in here and we go dive deeper in this when you're in our academy. But guess what you can do every single day? You just go in there and you write down, you write down your scripture. At the end, you can go back and you can write what was good about that, your journal and all of that stuff is in there. See, when you have done this, no person, no thing or event can keep from you that which God has for you. What he has for you is for you and nobody can take that away from you. See, Joseph needed that quiet time that came to him in prison away from the world for future development of his imaging power, to see things differently, to have ideas, to open up himself, to receive stuff. I remember like we just, the world just had a quiet time of a lot of people doing different things. And a lot of people emerged out of this in a greater way of things. I, I remember after losing my daycare and going through some stuff and in some other business, I had a quiet time where I just like went away for like a year or so. And, and, and it helped because you don't go away and you don't feel sorry for yourself, but you read, you learn, you, you, you take classes, you study, you get better. Don't get better, get better. He needed that private time to gain that interior control of wealth, to become non-resistant, to become bulletproof, where don't nothing bother you. Like, you know, we used to say like, this is, a, this is that, um, that, that that bag where in the beginning the stuff happens you just go down you go down but all of a sudden you get so tough that nobody nobody can penetrate in you nothing that they do nothing they say nothing that they take away will stop you from becoming who you were created to be from that dream that God planted in you you got this you can make that happen he knew that he if he became rigid and said the things that God had said to him in a certain way that it, that it would 
he would get it, but if he didn't, it would repel it. And that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to repel it by speaking out your own words. Speak from what the God is telling you and the Holy Spirit. Joseph also learned that he could be overseeing Potiphar's prosperity. He learned that in that situation, who can I help? Who can I serve? Who can I do better? Well, he had outgrown that experience and he needed to be free from it. See, once you hit one level, what's next? What's the next level? Maybe it means you move into another area. Maybe it means you move into a different business. Maybe it means you're doing something different, but you must be constantly expanding. That's how your consciousness changed. See, the act of apparent injustice that placed him in prison, where he thought it was for bad, as the word said, it was actually a step forward. And even in the dungeon, Joseph became the master of it. Y'all get that? Y'all, y'all getting this? I don't care what happened to Joseph. He said, I don't care where you, you can put me in prison. You can throw me in a pit. You can do whatever you want to do. But guess what? I'm going to come out stronger, better, faster, and I'm going to win no matter what. And that's how you need to feel. He knew he must master those unwanted. That's not the experience he wanted, but he had to master it or it would master him and gain the good from it. Learn what could come good out of it rather than letting it master you. What have you been let, letting master you? What have you been letting control you? What have you been letting make you angry, make you bitter, make you quit? What have you been doing that has altered or stopped your blessing? It's time to let all that stuff go and start doing the things that Joseph did and the other millionaires in the book of Genesis and follow God's word so that you can get the blessing that he had for you. See, when the chief servants of Pharaoh's household were in prison, Joseph interpreted their dreams. This is how things started to change. And here's where the shift came. This is almost 20 years later, y'all. What happened? What had happened was the royal cupbearer was restored to favor as Joseph predicted. So they're sitting in prison and, and the and, and the prisoners, uh, Joseph overheard them saying, hey, you know, we had these dreams and we want to know what they mean. So for the 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 cupbearer, he was telling his dreams and I don't have time to go into that. You can read that in Genesis. But he he talked about. Uh, what he was thinking, and Joseph's like, okay, in three days you're going to be serving, you're going to be serving Pharaoh again. You're going to be a cupbearer for the royal baker. What in that world? He said to him, you know, in three days you're going to be dead, right? And so he got hanged, as Joseph had said. Like so, Joseph predicted both of those, and so then he even told the cupbearer, he's like, remember me, tell Pharaoh what I did for you. But guess what? It was two years later for the cupbearer even said anything. And about him saving his life, and that, and he promised to speak to Pharaoh because he told him what it was going to happen, and, and it was going to happen. But guess what? He did not. So maybe somebody promised you something in business. Maybe somebody promised you, don't get better, get better. Be the best at where you at. Make the best of every situation that you're in. This is the prospering power of discipline. The discipline is becoming and doing. I just gave 
we meet um, with our IceFit Studio Cell team from Monday uh, through Thursday with, uh, for about 45 minutes to an hour. And so we we do it four days a week. So I just gave them some homework to for you know Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as they're doing their calls, their follow-up and all of that of what they need to do, the scripts that they need to learn so that they be can become the best. The reason why we meet with them every single day um, of Monday through Thursday during that time is so that we can help them get their craft and their skills up to where they need to be. Who's working with you? Who's helping you to get your skill sets to where you need them to be of building the business? If we can help you with that, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com or you can book an appointment with us, download that, shoot us a message so that we can help you with that and get your business going. See, instead of reacting to his further injustice, Joseph kept right on non-resistantly gaining control of his prison experience. So what's your prison experience? Is it a lost business? Is it a lost friend? Is it a lost family member? Is it an injustice? Did somebody take away? Did somebody lie on you? Like, what's your prison experience, right? Not like literal prison, or it might be that. What was it? Did you make the best of it? Are you making the best of it? After hearing this, are you now ready to change the way you're act, reacting to things and make a decision to be the best in that situation? He kept on picturing better than the best of what he experienced. You, like you don't be of what you are today. You got to always constantly be seeing where you're going, what you're going to do. He fought back. He he would have dissipated his expanding prosperity consciousness if he would have accepted his reality and start living in that. He could have he he would have had to start all over again. Every time you allow someone to get in your head, to steal your dreams, to make you react in a certain way, to do things, you got to start all over again. And it's a constant reminder. Trust me, I've been been there. Like I, I, you, you, you get out of your character because someone, you always say they take you there. No, they don't take us there. We took ourselves there. Don't give that much power to somebody else. Allow yourself to become the master of your own fate the captain of your ship, he would have had to start it all over again had he not done that by picturing everything that he wanted. Sometimes you just got to close your eyes or look straight ahead and go into your head and say, okay, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what my business look like. Here's what I'm driving. Here's what I'm wearing. Here's who I'm serving. Here's who I'm helping. Here's where I'm traveling. And then you just close your eyes and just like you dream dreams, it's no different. When you start seeing that stuff in your head, you know that it's about to happen. You know that that business is going to happen. You hear it over and over and over again. And the only way that it you got to every morning when you wake up before you go to bed at night, you got to see it, pictures of it, think about it, all of that stuff. And it will become a reality. See, this is the prospering power of not fighting back. Don't give negative energy to anyone or anything when things come against you. I'm going to give you two secrets for getting results through picturing. And that's just what I was just talking about, that imagination. See, Joseph knew these secrets for getting results and you can use them. First thing, 
You draw the wealth of the universe into the definite form, invisible world through your definite picture. So what does that mean? You take God and you like go to the word, find a scripture that resonates with you. He says, if you ask me for anything, anything, I will give it to you. And then there's another one that says it in a different kind of way. If you seek first the kingdom of God, then all things that you desire will be added into you. It don't like everything is said in a different way because there's different people who are going to hear it in a different way that they can relate to. And God knew that. So he's putting it out there in his word. You find what works for you and you just over and over and over again, as you look at those, you're saying those scriptures and your faith in it, your faith in it. And you're letting God get you there because you know, with him, he cannot lie. Right? So whatever he says will happen, will happen. Second, if you you hold on peacefully. So you got to have peace around you. And let me tell you, your peace can be taken from you without you even realizing it. And then you got to go grab it back real quick so that you can get back in that right mindset and be peaceful and confident to what you are picturing. You will manifest it. You can't be angry, mad, negative energy and expect everything to grow and things to happen. It it just don't work. It's like oil and water. It don't mix. And if you ever get angry, you get resentful. And then the universal substance, all of that, it goes away. It evaporates. You got to start all over again. So protect your space, protect your energy, surround yourself around people who will bring out the best in you in the face of any injustice from this day forward that you experience. Keep your cool, right? Just like Martin Luther King says, you you know, it, it was peaceful. He kept his cool through everything that he was fighting for, and it changed his life, just like Joseph did. He kept his cool through everything. And let me tell you, like, even for me, that's like, I've come a long way, but you just be like, oh, and then you got to remember whose child you are, right? Who, what, what you're trying to accomplish, because he knew he was being disciplined for a greater thing. So when you're going through something, start saying, I'm being disciplined for greater things. I'm going to keep my cool. It took two years for that non-resistance to pay off. And then guess what? What happened with Joseph, he had his breakthrough hour, will happen with you. You will have your breakthrough offer. See, Pharaoh had a dream. And all the wise men of Egypt could not interpret that dream. See, it may not be a dream. Maybe you have a way that you can serve people that only you can serve them in. Maybe there's something that you were meant a problem that someone needs to have solved in, in, in business and you have either invented something or you've been through something and you can help share with them what you did and only you can help them to do that. And all the people around, guess what? God already has that set up. He knows who you're supposed to serve. If you're watching this, you're supposed to be here. You're so I'm supposed to help you take your life and your dream to that next level. You're here for a reason. So don't miss out on this. So go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Shameless plug, but I had to do it, y'all. It was fun. And suddenly the cupbearer to the king, remember Joseph. <gasps> He can help you. You ever do that? You've been through something, somebody like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can help you. They can help you. Need your car fix? Oh, yeah, yeah. Such and such can help you. 
That's not by accident. It was meant to happen that way. And so they brought him in a dungeon. He interpreted the dream. And that's a, the, the, you know, seven years of plenty and seven years of famine that were coming to Egypt. And soon as he did it, right, Joseph's troubles were over. See, soon as you have your breakthrough hour where you serve somebody in a way that only you can serve them because you did all of that stuff that we already talked about, then your breakthrough hour is coming. It's here. You just got to get to it and it will be worth it in the end. See, here's life as a billionaire for uh, Joseph and what he had to go through. One day, Joseph had been a forgotten prisoner and a slave. The next day, he was prime minister of Egypt, the second richest man in the ancient world, 20 years later, the next day, right? So don't ever compare your chapter one, your year one to someone's year 20 or year 25 or year 30 or your year five to someone's year 10. Everybody got to go through something to get to something. And, and, and only King Pharaoh was wealthier than anybody. And some of, the, of the, this manifestation of this lavish abundance and wealth that Joseph thought about, wanted, and was talking about in that dream that he had many years ago, all of that came through his mind through picturing it, right? This is what he shared. This is what he saw. This is everything that he imagined. See, King Pharaoh placed on Joseph's finger a signet ring as a symbol of royal authority and vast wealth. In a lot of business, they'll give you the $100,000 ring, the million-dollar ring, or plaques and things like that. Joseph was clothed in embroidered garments, a gold chain, like you think of the Super Bowl, it just happened. When they win, they give them Super Bowl jerseys and hats and all of that stuff. A gold chain was placed around his neck. So you get, you're in the Olympics, you get the gold medals and all of that. You see where all of this is coming from, right? Uh, what, what was put on him, or you get the belt, you know, whatever it is. Joseph, uh, he was given Pharaoh's second chariot for his own. You get cars in some businesses. When you do great, they give you a car. He was given a lovely Egyptian wife. Then you don't get that. All right, that was back in the day. So get your mind out together there. And, and the daughter of a highly respected priest. Um, so yeah, you, no humans, right? But you get stuff. Pharaoh conferred upon him as an Egyptian title, which was to be for prophetic. It meant savor of the world. Pharaoh said, grandly, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And that's in Genesis 41 and 41. What's your announcement going to be? What's your public service announcement? What's, what's your post going to be about? You see, this statement, he says, I have set thee over the wealth of the universe was set because the great empire of Egypt was the richest country of the ancient world. And whatever business you get in and you do things the way God wants you to do it, I want you to think about becoming the best. Whatever we're in, you want to think about how can I become number one? How can I become the best at it, the most sought after, the best at what we do? It is such wealth and such honor had turned the head of the average person. Like they're like, wow, this is like, you got to wow this out, wow life out, be around people who want to wow life out, not just live life average and ordinary. See, it would have emotionally 
unbalanced most people, but not Joseph, not you who are watching this, who has spent years being disciplined and prepared for the enormous wealth that was suddenly poured upon them. See, when it comes, it comes suddenly. You're like, man, where did this happen? It's all of that journey, all of that stuff that you've been through that got you to where you are at today. And you also have to implement the prospering power of forgiveness. You got to learn to forgive and forget, y'all. Joseph's positive attitude about what he had been through was shown in the way that he even named his sons. His first son name was um, Manasseh, meaning forgetfulness. Joseph uh, explained, God has made me forget all my hardships, Genesis 41 and 51. So if Joseph said, God has made me forget all my hardships. Why should you still be talking about what you went through some 20, 30 years ago, unless you're telling it in the story and then you're finishing it up with the glory, right? So you tell the story, you get to the glory, but stop wallowing in that pain. Stop talking about what you used to have, who you used to be, what you used to do, and it was taken from you. All of that is like keeping you down. So if you find yourself being in that position, stop it. And his second style was named Ephraim, meaning fruitful. Joseph said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. That's Genesis 41, 52. So make that your faith affirmation, your faith affirmation, as we say, that God is making me fruitful in the land of my affliction. I may be going through stuff, but God, guess what? He's going to make me fruitful in this period. And that just that mindset, just saying that is going to change it around. See, it was in these two statements, Joseph was practicing the prospering power of forgiveness. What you say out of your hard experiences and difficulties, what people, it matters what you say out of your mouth. And here's what I want you to say. I pronounce you good. Whatever it is you're going through, I pronounce you good. Whatever it is, it's for my good. It's going to be great. You meant it for bad, but I meant it for good. This is what you have to do, right? God meant it for good. You open up the way to reap the vast benefits of that prospering power of forgiveness. If you forgive and you let it go and you know the good that came out of it and the good that you're going to make out of it, guess what? You're going to be blessed by the best. So you want to do that. This is what led up to the lavish abundance during that seven years of plenty. This is where we're at now in the story. They Then came seven years of abundance in the seven in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls, handfuls, Genesis 41 and 7. It says, then during this period, Joseph displayed great humility. He, You got to stay humble when you're in that reaping season, right? So you can keep it. If you reap it, if you're humble during that, you'll be able to keep it. He did not sit back. See, this is what I love about what he did. I want y'all to hear this. It says, during this period, Joseph displayed great humility. He did not sit back idly and miss his vast wealth, but he worked diligently as an able administrator. Joseph went out over the land of Egypt, and this is in Genesis 41, 45. He had not been emotionally unbalanced by the vast wealth. See, a lot of people get a lot of money 
And then they sit back and they stop doing exactly what they did to get them to where they are. Or they're like, oh, I got this. Oh, I'm this and I'm that. Like, yeah, we all been there before, right? Don't be that person. Learn from other people so that you, when you're in that, when you're winning, then it's time to start leaving inheritance to your children's children, storing up wealth for that next generation. See, during this period, he lived and he worked amid unlimited abundance, amidst, among unlimited abundance. Joseph stored up grain and vast abundance like the sand of the sea until he ceased to measure it, for it could not be measured. That's in Genesis 41 and 49. Joseph had so much that he couldn't even count. He couldn't even use it in his lifetime. It didn't matter. His children's children, children were going to use it. Is that what you feel you deserve? Is that what you want for your life where you don't even have to think about it? It's just, it's a, you paid the price so that everybody that's coming behind you will all be taken care of. See, a lavish abundance during that seven years of plenty changed his life. As prime minister, he had a marvelous life. Even though he worked steadily, he didn't stop when it came. He entertained in his home and at public banquets. He lived like a king as a celebrity in his own rights. He was loved everywhere. It was all the results of the years of discipline, his thinking, of picturing wealth and not fighting back. It was how Joseph proved that the longer your good is in coming, the longer it takes you to get where you are, the bigger it will be when it comes. So don't Fight it, y'all. Faith it. Just keep faith in it and keep being thankful for it. If you persist in expecting it and in preparing for it, you will receive it. See, the riches that a, that a famine brought is what we're going to talk about now. During the following seven years of famine, Joseph's family came from the land of Canaan begging for food. So he stored up all that wealth. It was so much, remember, like the sands of the sea that he couldn't even count it anymore. So he wasn't even thinking about money, right? It's it's so true is when you don't have money, you think about it. But when you have so much of it, you don't even think about it. You're thinking about other things. You're creating other ideas. But here's what happened because he did what he needed to do. He stored up what he needed to store up and, and he made it so vast. Now he was able to serve so many people. This is why I talk about that in the Bible business secret book of how just by you creating that wealth, not for you, but for God's kingdom, you can help get so many people in there. And so when his family came begging for food, this is this could have been his chance for him to get revenge. But Joseph ignored it by forgiving his family. His former tormentors who had tried to destroy him, he was he explained, it all happened according to God's plan. He didn't give them, you know, like you did this to me. He didn't give them permission over 
to take to take the the credit for destroying him no nah, he said this is part of god's plan god set me ahead of you so that i might save you from hunger this is in genesis 45 and 7 he gave them gold he gave them clothing wagons donkey and fertile well water grasslands in the green delta region of egypt in which you live he prosperously affirmed I will give you the good of the land. You shall eat the fat of the land. Genesis 45 and 18. See, King Pharaoh, when you have God's favor every, and when you've done what you've done and you bless someone else and you help someone else and you serve the best way that you can, even the people that you serve will be generous to your family, right? And this is what King Pharaoh did to his family. He said, the land of Egypt is before you. It's the best land that you dwell on in Genesis 47 and 6. Joseph's father, Jacob, had already became a millionaire. I just talked about him last week. As evidenced by the vast flocks and possessions he brought with him to Egypt, but due to Joseph's generosity, coupled with that of the powerful King Pharaoh, the rest of Joseph families became very rich too. See how it just trickled down. See how everybody ate. Everybody got taken care of. And this is what you can do with discipline, with focus, with being the best at everything that you do. Joseph brought Egypt sick brought Egypt safely through the phantom and lived with the family there in honor and esteem and in vast uh, wealth until the ripe old age. He promises kingsmen that God will one day take them out of Egypt into their own rich promised land. Yet there was a divine purpose and follow and they're following him to Egypt. There the Hebrews came into contact with an advanced civilization and they developed a national wealth consciousness that they would need and use later to become one of the wealthiest group of people the world has ever known and that we're still using to this day. So you see how all of that had a purpose, how all of that played a part in what God wanted to happen. And we're still utilizing that to take care of new generations, to create new wealth. And that's the prospering part of giving and of giving thanks. See, although nothing is said in the book of Genesis about Joseph tithing, he did so because his father, his grandfather, and his great-grandfather before him at time, and it was a Hebrew tradition. What traditions? I saw a post today, and I know people go back and forth. Well, you, you know, some people say you should tithe. Some people say it's under the old cut. Like, it's all God's money. Give. Give to help the people. Give to help the churches. Give. Like, like to me, that shouldn't even be a discussion. Just give. Also, Joseph felt so strongly about the prospering power of tithing that he made it a law over all of Egypt that the people must give one-fifth or two-tenths of everything to Pharaoh, who in turn supported the temples and the priests. Like, this is where taxes and all that stuff came from, from this idea of Pharaoh, it, so that everybody could be helped so that everybody would always be taken care of. Thus, the prospering-minded Joseph required them to tithe not just one-tenth, but two. So if you want to know where it all came from, talk to your brother Joseph, first billionaire. See, the prospering power of giving 
and giving thanks is what changed Joseph's life. And the life of Joseph is found a constant recognition of God as the source of his supply, of his vast success. There are numerous of biblical reference pointing out just this thing. Number one, it says in um, Genesis 43, 23, you take a uh, a screenshot of this. It says, the God of your father have given you the treasure. Je uh, Jehovah was, was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Genesis 39 and 2. The blessings of Jehovah was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And that's in Genesis 39 and 5. Just those three, if you memorize those three, if you meditate on those three scriptures right there, it will change your mindset. It will take you to to a whole new level that you might not even have thought of. See, on the way to Egypt to live, Joseph's father, Jacob, had stopped at Beersheba uh, fulfillment in the land of Canaan. I, I need to go to uh, somewhere and learn all these. I'm probably messing them up, but it's all right. Y'all know what I'm saying, right? The realm of substance to offer sacrifice. See, this would indicate that Jacob took the time to render thanks for the fulfillment and the abundance that had came into his life. Offering sacrifices indicated that he followed the ancient customs of giving a thank offerings and tithe and appreciation for his son Joseph's safety in Egypt and his success there. So he's giving thanks for that. The family being saved from starvation, he's giving thanks for that. And their reunion in Egypt, he's giving thanks for that. So for when you get blessed abundantly, the reason why you want to tie, you want to give is you're giving thanks for that. It's not just your giving, just to be giving. It's like, thank you. I wouldn't have had this money. I wouldn't have had to success, God, had it not been for you. I like, yes, take this and take more. And even in your goals, even what you write down, if you look at, at, at my goals, it says like the diff, five different offerings, which you don't have time to go over today and the thanks and all of that, like based on what the goal is or what we want, we already know what we're going to give. So it's already planned out. So it's just like, I can't wait to give the first church a hundred grand or wait to give the first church a million dollars or a hundred million dollars of, or, you know, whatever it is of what God has blessed you with. It ain't your money. You don't need it all. Like just give, give Thanks. The wealth that Jacob had long, long for, he learned that giving a faith offering before his prayers were answered assured his results. And to give a thank offering afterwards sealed and protected those results and made them permanent. They don't go away. No wonder he lived such a blessed life, such a lavish life, such abundant life in the later years of, uh, in Egypt. He earned all of this, y'all, in his consciousness through his faithful giving over the years. He, as he was seeing what Potiphar was doing, as he was seeing what what um, Pharaoh was doing, as God was speaking to him, all of this stuff he was learning. See, the greatest prosperity secret of all is what I'm about to share with you, and what you can learn. It, you learn it, you'll learn it for Joseph. It says vast wealth did not come to Joseph until he was ready for it, both mentally and emotionally. So if you're not where you need to be or where you want it to be, check your mentals, check your emotions and get them 
fix. This is why you got to be in programs and systems that will help you fix that. That's what our memberships are about. That's what our academy is about. So make sure you go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Get that, download that free report and book a call with us so that we can help you change your life. See, after the depths of his humiliation, which he never accepted, just because something happens to you, you don't have to accept it as being who you are give you a life sentence. Joseph was then lifted up into a higher honor and vast wealth. It did not turn his head because he had earned it in his consciousness first. If you already live it in your head, when you get it, it don't mean nothing. He was ready to accept it and retain it because he got his mentals and his emotion right. He, as symbolized by the events of his life, Joseph developed the superior consciousness of the universal wealth, of God kind of wealth, of the kind of wealth that it, it you just, your, your mind is right, your money is right, your emotions is right, your mentals is right, everything is going the right way. He learned how to manifest the universal substance as visible wealth for himself and y'all ready for the and part and for the entire ancient world, mainly through picturing the power of the mind. You got to get it in the mind. And so with that, I'm going to end this with giving you guys this billionaire meditation that you can use. And then we're going to show you how you can take and picture some stuff. So are you getting value? Is this bringing you value? Let me know in the comments if you're getting value out of this and what has been your biggest moment um, thus far. And because the next part that I'm about to read is a meditation that you can say, I'm just going to go through it. You can pause this, come back and you know jot it down, write it down for yourself so that you can get it. And so here's the following statement, paraphrase, from the life of Joseph that you can develop a billionaire conscious. And um, I think yeah, it was Catherine Ponder who um, I'm reading her book, The Millionaire of Genesis, who I'm sharing this information from some of the stuff that I've gotten out of her book and we added it too, so that we can help you in today's world get the same thing. So here we go with this meditation. I'm just going to read it several pages here. It says, putting your best foot forward is still a success secret fit for a billionaire. Joseph became a master of substance and manifested as vast wealth through the repeated use of the picturing power of the mind. I can too. Lavish abundance is part of a well-balanced prosperity consciousness. The picturing power of the mind is the oldest device known to people for getting what they want. I will use it daily. I keep quiet about what I'm picturing. Love envieth not. The prospering truth has not has set me free to prosper. I am a master of substance as I attain a superior consciousness, a universal substance. I prosper exceedingly. I dare to expand my prosperity consciousness in outer as well as inner ways. I learn how to handle prosperity in an orderly way with wisdom and good judgment. Instead of fretting about what can be taken away from me, I preserve it in developing a prosperous state of mind that cannot be taken from me. I gain interior control of substance by becoming non-resistance, adaptable and flexible. I'm not rigid 
or negative, so I do not repel substances. Instead of reacting to any impaired injustice, I constantly picture better than the best that I'm now experiencing. I prove that there is prospering power and not fighting back. I keep my cool because I know that I'm being disciplined for greater things. When wealth and honor come, they do not unbalance me. I practice the prospering power of forgiveness by pronouncing all of my experience good. I display great humility. I constantly recognize God as the source of my vast and ever-increasing supply. I tie my way to vast wealth. I protect my wealth and make it permanent through my faith offering, thanks offering, and constant tithing to God's work. As I do these things, I know that vast wealth comes to me just as soon as I am ready for it mentally and emotionally. Therefore, it does not turn my head because I have earned it in consciousness. Knowing this, I rejoice and enjoy the wealth of the universe as it flows to me un unceasingly. So that's the meditation that you could say day and night. So I'm going to end this with sharing with you the instructions for making a wealth map or your will of fortune, or some people call it a vision board. And this is how you can take everything that we talked about, use these examples and use it to picture your good, the life that you were born to have. And that fantastic power that lies in deliberately picturing what you want has been around for centuries, guys. What you want to do is use a large piece of paperboard, still do it the old-fashioned way. You can outline a circle in there, which you divide it into various departments, your financial, your job, your family, your health, your vacation, your spiritual growth. Inside our planner, the, we do the, the seven F, Fs, your faith, your finances, your family, your friends, your firm, which is your business, your funnels, which is your business and, and all of that, and your fun, all the things that you want to do. In each segment, you want to place pictures of what you want and what you want to experience in that phase of your life. And so here's some instructions for doing that and taking it to that next level. Number first, keep quiet about what you're picturing. When you put that map together, when you put that board together, that's for you and for you and only you, unless you got someone that you're partnering with and you guys are doing it together. If you're married, you should do it at, you know, be as one, do it as one with each other so that you are one accord in all you do. So keep quiet about what you have up there, except for the people that you're working with. Do not discuss them or try to convince other people to try this method. Only you can do this for you. The word secret and the word scared have the same root meaning. What is sacred, I mean sacred, sorry. What is sacred should be secret. Do not talk away your good. You can talk yourself out of what was coming to you because you're sharing too much. You're talking about it. And if it's, if it's sacred and it's for you, keep it in secret. Second, you want to use big, beautiful, colorful poster boards if you want big, beautiful, colorful results in your life. It really matters. If you have dull picture of what your life should look like, everything around you will have that. Third, you want to use definite colors for defined result for for definite results desire, and this is also ancient dating back. And I'm gonna share with you some of the color palettes that they talk about. Green or gold poster boards are for financial success for your map for your job and your career. Yellow or white for is for increased spiritual understanding. Blue for intellect 
in your intellectual accomplishments, such as writing in a book or finishing your degree. Orange or bright yellow is for health, for energy, or more vital life. Pink is rosa warm for red, love, harmony, marriage, happiness, in human relation. Color is so important because color impresses the subconscious mind much faster than black and white. So make sure when you put this up, you do it in color. Whether or not you're following the, the you know, the ancient color charts or not, just use even a color poster board so that that color hits your emotions. So they, and if you, I, I was in fashion and fabrics and we used to do color. And, and when you learn about what it does to the emotions, how it makes you feel, you'll see how our, our minds are set and our bodies are set to um, react to the different colors. Fourth, you want to use colored pictures rather than black and whites. I've said that on a color board. Fifth, you don't want to clutter your board. If you clutter your board, you're going to clutter your life. So you want to have things orderly. God does things in orderly ways. And you can make several maps for very phases of your life. So you can have seven of them for your faith, your finances, your friend, your fun, your finances, your firm. You can have seven different ones and orderly put everything in color and picture bright and vivid of what you want six on your financial poster this is your finances put money put pictures of money of the bitcoin the nfts or whatever it is that you desire you want actual pictures of that so that is real to you right you start to see it feel it you see some of the bible business academy pictures i have pictures of money on that and you may get the things plus indebtedness use play money or checks you know jim carrey wrote himself that check of what he was going to get paid that stuff works y'all it makes a difference the reason why people don't get it is because they don't they don't do it all the time they don't make it a habit and also use specific faith affirmations for wealth. If, if wealth, if you expect a financial increase, such as the following. So you got affirmations and you have what I call faith affirmations. So we of the kingdom use faith affirmations. And what that is, is the scripture from the Bible of what it says. So I'm going to give you guys some examples here. I'm going to go through this. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. And you can say, I seek the kingdom of God first. See, that's an affirmation based on a scripture from the Bible. I am open and receptive to all things of wealth that God has for me now. I am beautiful and appropriately clothed, housed, trans, uh, transported, and supplied with the wealth that God has promised me now. The enormous sums of money that are mine by divine right now come to me under grace in perfect ways. I welcome them in humility, wisdom, and peace. I have faith, I believe, and I am now receiving, I am receiving all the wealth that God has for me now. Got it? Seven, place a spiritual symbol on your poster board, such as a picture of Christ, the Bible, or a Bible promise. Like, you want to actually have the things that you will eventually touch and feel on your picture board. This gives your, your desires a spiritual protection and opens the way for, for you to, to, to always go better, always to do more. 
so that you can meditate on God's word. You're reading, you're hearing it, you're seeing it. Um, Harvard did a study. They said, if you hear, see, say, or something six times, you'll get 62% retention. This is why this is important. Every morning, as soon as you wake up, look at it. Before you go to bed, look at it. If something happens, look at it. Number eight, View your success map, which I just said, every day, preferably in the morning and just before sleeping. And the more often you view it and you see the things that you desire, the quicker those results will come. So I hope that brought you guys value. And as we end it all the time, but thou shall remember through all of this, the Lord thy God, for it is he that give thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is to this day. That's Deuteronomy 8.18. So guys, we have been in the series. This uh, next week will be our last one. And it's uh, for the millionaires, Ruth. We want you to join us as we dive into the first millionaire's Ruth in the, in the Bible. If this brought you value tonight, imagine what you're going to get when you join our memberships in our academy. Go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com so that you can learn uh, more about that. I, again, my name is Kathy McReynolds. I'm the founder a Bible Business Academy. It was an idea that God gave me in order to help people with biblical principles, build a business so and create all the things that he had put in those ideas in them and to help them to grow that. That's what we do. So if you take that stuff, if you went to Bible Business Academy, I am so proud of you. It takes courage to step out on faith and become who you really are. No matter which path you choose, guys, if you come with us, I promise you this, we're going to be there a hundred percent for you. You can count on it. And we got some gifts that we want to send out to you. They await you. We want to send you some great prizes and some physical trainings that you can also do along with the online trainings that we have. So if you got questions, I'm going to go back over to the other side and see what questions that we can answer for you. You can always call or text us at 1-833-BIBLE-BIZ, 1-833-BIBLE-BIZ. Or you can email me at info at kathymcreynolds.com. Don't forget our invitation for you to take action to align yourself with someone who is in tune with what God and how he wants to help you. You can do that in our membership or you can do that in our academy. You can get all the instructions there at BibleBusinessAcademy.com where we're going to help you grow in your faith and your finances. So let's go ahead and hop back over here. See if we, I see we got something in the chat there. And I know we're on a small delay, guys. And I am going to go ahead and switch. Let me bring that up so that we're both up there and let's see what we got in the chats here we got a hi from marilyn faye what's up marilyn faye doing some awesome stuff out there appreciate you you, you um stopping by and saying hi doing some great stuff out there yourself so keep it up 
So guys, I don't see anything else out there. I see some people are on here. So if you have something, you can always add that in. But in closing, you want to make sure you download our free report on how to grow a business with biblical principle. You can do that at BibleBusinessAcademy.com. You want to get a copy of our planner. You can do that at Believe and Grow Rich. And you can also get a copy of our book, at Bible Business Secrets. I have a copy, but it's holding up my camera right now, so I can't show it to you. But you can always uh, go to Bible Business Secrets, uh, BibleBusinessAcademy.com forward slash book, and you can pick up a, a copy of our book. And then the last thing I'm going to show you guys again, join our membership, join our academy at BibleBusinessAcademy.com. I don't see anything else popping up in the chat, so I want to say I appreciate you guys I'm excited. I hope you learned something tonight from what we talked about, whether you're catching this during the live or replay, make sure you um, follow us on YouTube. This is where we do a lot of things that and subscribe to our channel and hit the notification buttons. So besides, you know, we go live every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern to help you. And we come to you with different things from the Bible to be able to help you, but we will also be popping in occasionally to do other trainings and you want to make sure that you get to take advantage of that. So I appreciate you guys. Have an awesome day and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.